0: nicola everett hello hope you're okay it's tuesday november the second thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast first today two metropolitan police officers have admitted taking and sharing photos of the bodies of two murdered sisters on whatsapp 47 year old dennis Jaffer from east london and jamie lewis who's 33 and from essex were meant to be protecting the scene in north london where the women were found dead last june the sister's mum, Mina Smallman from Ramsgate, has described the officers as despicable and she spoke outside court.
2: It may sound really ridiculous that this case has brought us to even more anxiety today. Um, it's the most nervous I've felt doing any interview and I think because it was the final straw You know, you go to London to start to prepare the funeral of your dead children and then you're forced to have a meeting with the IOPC and the then commander to tell you that police officers that should have been protecting the area had actually taken selfies and sent them out to a dentist and a doctor and a WhatsApp group. There's details of this whole incident that we cannot share with you, but they will come out in time. However, I'd like to thank the IOPC on this particular case, uh, especially Graham, who's here, who actually was the person who had to come and give me, us, the information of what happened. And I tell you this, His emotional body language, everything about him, he was horrified and almost in tears. And he's not speaking today because he doesn't think he'll be able to get through it without being emotional. You can read when people are invested and you can tell when people are just doing their job. What we need is true police serving. It's not just a job, it's a pastoral job. It's a job where human beings should matter to you. And at the moment, there is no such thing as one bad apple. If you want to go on with that analogy, you'll know that if, if you've got a rotten piece of fruit in a, bo- a fruit bowl, it contaminates everything around it. So we need to drill down and get the rot out once and for all and if these police officers do not get a custodial sentence it will not send the message you are not above the law. You are not going to be protected.
0: The officers will be sentenced next month. Kent Online News. Next, and the trial of a man accused of murdering two women in Kent more than 30 years ago is continuing. Wendy Nell and Caroline Pierce both lived in Tunbridge Wells and were killed in 1987. 67-year-old David Fuller from East Sussex denies murder on the grounds of diminished responsibility. Paul Hooper has been in court for the Kent Online podcast.
1: Well, today we heard more about the lives of Fuller's two victims, Wendy Nell and Caroline Pierce, The jury heard from family members and friends and colleagues about the vivacious divorcee, Wendy. The manager of Supernaps branch had moved into a one bedroom ground floor flat in Guildford Road, Tunbridge Wells in the summer of 87. She'd shortly returned from a week long trip to Austria and had visited the home of her parents for birthdays and celebrations in the days before her death. The night before she died, though, the jury heard that she had met her her boyfriend, Ian Plass, who has since died. He was a biker who'd worked for the bus company, where her father also worked. The jury was told the couple seemed happy and were talking about going to Paris to get engaged. And after dropping her off, Wendy and Ian shared a goodnight kiss. It was heartbreaking to hear him say that it was in a statement which he made at the time that it would be the last time that he saw her before her death. He would find her body the following morning after being alerted by her friends at work and by her mother. We also learned about Caroline Pierce, who was described by her boyfriend as a fun loving and social person with a strong character. She was then living in a flat in Grosvenor Park, where a previous occupier, Louise French, had often complained about a peeping Tom and uh, lurking burglars. Louise was then just 23 told in a, how in august and september of that year her flat had been burgled four times and she'd noticed at least two prowlers which sounded fairly horrific that these women were living at a time when they were fearful of coming home uh, money went missing f- from their um their flat um but see, uh, things things seemed to have been moved around the flat they had no idea well even at one point the police put a pressure mat mat in so to alert them but when it was alerted by the time the police got there, they couldn't find the burglars.
0: A man's been found guilty of raping a woman in the toilets of a beer festival in Ashford. Parry Jacob from Hythe waited for his victim to be alone before targeting her in the portable loo in 2019. A court heard the 25-year-old from the Herons tried to get away after another festival-goer interrupted the attack He will be sentenced later this year. A man who threatened people with a knife at a pub in Ashford is starting 17 months in prison. Police were called to the county home Hotel following reports of a person behaving erratically back in July. 29-year-old Sam Wood, who hasn't got a permanent address, also tried to headbutt a police officer while being arrested. A cross-party group of MPs is starting an inquiry into the pornography industry. It's in response to growing concerns. It's fueling violence against women and girls. The inquiry follows reports Sarah Everard's killer, Wayne Cousins from Deal, was attracted to brutal pornographic videos. Now, a group of MPs wants the government to suspend its rollout of smart motorways like the stretch of the M20 near Maidstone. It's after a number of fatal accidents involving broken down vehicles being hit from behind. Relatives of those killed are calling for the hard shoulder to be permanently reinstated. Hugh Merriman chairs the Commons Transport Select Committee and says the project should be paused for five years.
2: That gives us an opportunity to look and see how safe they really are over a number of years and also an opportunity to make the existing smart motorways even safer and only when that's been independently verified should we then make the decision
0: to build more of them. Chatham and Ellsford MP Tracy Crouch has previously described them as one of the least smart things to have happened. Kent Online reports. The mum of a Kent girl with a rare form of epilepsy has joined other families today at a protest as they call for cannabis-based medication to be made available to them on prescription. It's exactly three years since medical cannabis was legalised, but many are still having to pay to get it. Emma Appleby from Aylesham has to fork out around £2,000 a month. Her 12-year-old daughter, Teagan, enjoys a much better quality of life and fewer seizures with the drugs. However, fundraising is incredible incredibly difficult. I've been speaking to Emma about it.
3: It's been really difficult. Um, obviously, when it was legalised, Tegan was in intensive care. You know, we didn't think she was going to come home. She was that poorly. Um, we were very lucky to get the medication the day the day after it's legalised. Um, so, yeah, the last three years have been really, really difficult for us because the medication we were given originally hasn't um, helped Tegan long term. We've had to go to a full extract oil now, which is obviously being paid for privately, um, and we've had to fundraise for the last three years. So it's been hard.
0: Yeah, that's put an enormous amount of pressure on you because it's certainly not cheap, is it? No, no,
3: it's around two thousand pounds a month for theekers medication, which, as you can imagine, people don't earn that kind of money in wages. Never mind trying to find it on top um, to keep your child safe. So it's been. It, it has been really, really difficult. Lockdown was awful. Um, during the first lockdown, we ran out of oil. We ran out of money. Um, we ended up going back on the, the one the NHS do, give, they do prescribe. Um, and within a couple of weeks, Tegan was back in intensive care fighting for her life again. So it just made it even more evident that she does need the full extract oil. So we've basically relied on social media um, through lockdown through the last 18 months, they've they've basically kept my daughter alive.
0: You must have felt really relieved three years ago when everything changed. You must have thought, great, this is gonna pave the way. I bet you never imagined that three years down the line you would still be fighting.
3: You know, you're spot on. You know, I really didn't think three years later I'd still be here. Um I still have to be fighting for prescription for my daughter. And to think that even two years ago, I didn't think I'd be here still in like three years doing it. It's just you couldn't make it up you know the fact that I have to find that kind of money to keep my little girl safe and out of hospital basically keep her alive you know that's how important it is the fact that I've been left three years like this it you you, know I just can't even put into words how I'm angry and people say to me you don't look upset anymore I think I've turned my upset and my angerness into determination. I'm determined to get her a prescription on the NHS. I'm determined to carry on fundraising so she gets the medication she needs. And I won't stop until I've got that prescription. So, yeah, I'm not, I don't look angry. I don't look upset anymore because I've done all that. It's been three years. You know, this is now determination. I will get a prescription for her. And why has
0: there been such a chronic delay?
3: I had a little bit of hope um, about two years ago, and obviously, COVID happened. So, everything stopped because of COVID. Um, And now I've got a little bit more hope because uh, Sajid Javid is obviously now Health Secretary, um, and he was the one that um, allowed the first prescription um, back in, I think it was 2018. So, we're very hopeful that he will obviously support us and do the right thing, even if they can just advise the NHS to prescribe or even better fund our private prescriptions costs because that would take a massive weight off a family's shoulders trying to find that kind of money every month if the government could fund that it would be absolutely amazing.
0: And is a delay in the prescription because you need specific doctors to be able to to say that fatigue and that's okay for her to have that medication?
3: Um, a specialist doctor can prescribe Um, Tegan has got a specialist doctor who can prescribe, but he hasn't got the backing of his trust. um, So he won't prescribe. But if you ask the trust, they'll say it's down to the individual doctor. If you ask the government, they say it's down to the trust. It's all everyone blames each other. You know, it's a very difficult situation. You can't pin it on one person because a doctor might want to prescribe. But if the trust aren't going to back him and pay for that prescription, they can't. You see, it's it's a lot more complex than it sounds. We just need everyone to pull together and say, right, let's do this. Let's keep these children safe. Let's take that worry away from these parents. You know, it's been, like you say, it's been three years. When's it going to end? What is it going to take? A child to die? You know, what? when are they going to say, right, enough's enough?
0: Yeah, it sounds like a really awkward vicious circle and you just need that funding to be approved somewhere yeah. at some point for that doctor yeah. to say okay I can now do it exactly that and how is Teagan at the moment we can hear her in the background yeah, is she okay she's good. <laughs> yeah she's, off
3: um, she's good she's very happy she's having a good day today she still has bad days you know it's not a cure this, this medication is not a cure for epilepsy it gives her a better life it gives her a much happier quality of life Um, and to me that's the main thing you know she's happy she can go to school she can do things that other children do whereas before she couldn't she was literally in hospital or asleep recovering from seizures you know so for her quality of life to change the way it has that is the most important thing to me.
0: A block of flats in Maidstone has been evacuated after a fire broke out on the fifth floor. Crews were called to Connage Court near Hale Road yesterday afternoon. They say one room suffered fire damage while the rest of the apartment has smoke damage. Thankfully, no one was injured. At COP26, world leaders have promised to end deforestation by the end of the decade. It's the first major agreement at the climate conference in Glasgow. 100 nations have signed up, including Brazil, Russia, Russia and Canada, which have the world's largest areas of forests. Well, here in Kent, work is also underway to plant trees and hedgerows that have been lost to new housing. Kaylee Ward is from the Eco Hub in a slightly windy Raynham. By being able to have conversations with people and being able to
3: explain how important trees are um, for our environment, they've been able to do something really practical and take action themselves by planting trees um, either in their gardens or in their schools or in their nurseries. Things like hedges that we take for granted and look at and think they're really really small Um, actually they are really really important to our wildlife they're able to be able to um, burrow and scurry through corridors of um, hedgerow. I am hopeful as always um, that the people that are leading these conversations are being directed in in the right way to have
0: the right information to make the right decisions. We've also been speaking to Liz O'Hanlon who runs the Circle Refill Hub in the town encouraging people to reuse plastic bottles. I'll get a lot of people coming that um, are, are doing really good eco stuff, environmental stuff already but actually I'll get people who are just taking their first step onto the ladder and just saying, you know, I'd like to explore what it is to do things in a more sustainable way. Things like rinse aid and washing up liquid, little tiny changes that you can just make just to check it's safe and it feels good and actually you're not going to be compromising on how clean things are—a um,
3: are really nice first steps for people. Yeah, it's really growing. You're not just getting the same people who are already doing really good stuff. Actually, you're getting people who see this as a safe place to come, and so.
0: I don't do anything at the minute and I want to try and that's fine. And we, you know, we'll allow people to to try without any judgment. Well, all this week, we're going to be featuring people in the county who are doing their bit to tackle climate change. You can also read our special report at Kent Online. And whilst you're there, you can see images of how a new woodland development in Broadstairs could eventually look like. 153 homes are going to be built off Poor Hole Lane using sustainable methods with the site, including new wildlife corridors. The homes will also be environmentally friendly using less water and energy.
1: Kent Online reports
0: tributes are being paid to former Kent and England cricketer Alan Iggleston, who's died aged 57 following a long battle with a brain tumour. He'd first been diagnosed in 1999 and revealed he was getting end-of-life care in May following two major strokes. He raised hundreds of thousands of pounds for the Brain Tumour Charity and has been described by teammates as an inspiration. A £5 million 10-bedroom property has gone up for sale near Maidstone. Millgate Park, which was once owned by an Elizabethan knight, sits on its own private road in Bearstead, with its history traced back to the 1300s. The country house also has five reception rooms, a swimming pool and tennis court, plus a pretty spectacular stairway. You can see the pictures at Kent Online. And finally today, three police officers who rescued a man from a quarry in Northfleet have been nominated for a National Police Bravery Award. They'd been called to the disused cement works in March last year and found the man dangling near a 50-foot drop. The rescue was caught on their body-worn cameras.
3: Keep holding on, mate. We're doing everything we can, mate. You hold on. Wait, on. Hold on. I've got a belt. Hold on. You can oh. do this, mate.
0: Come on, we can help. Right.
1: Hold on, hold mate. Hold on. You are the air, mate.
0: Oh, your feet. Put your arm.
1: through. Can you get a grip with your feet? I need you to get a grip with your feet.
2: Right, wait, I've got some rope. Oh,
1: Put your arm round it, put your arm
2: round it. That's the one. Good lad. Good lad. I've
1: got this rope, mate. I've got the front. No, no, I'll hold the rope, wrap your arm rope. Round rope. You get here, have rope. Keep going, keep going. Don't keep let me. Come on, come on, word. mate. Someone get hold of me. Someone get hold of got me. Got Keep coming, keep coming. Give me a hand, give me a hand. Keep coming. Keep
2: coming. Keep coming. Come on. Come on. Well done. You're safe mate.
0: After managing to get some rope from a nearby house, he was eventually brought to safety. You can see that video in full at kentonline.co.uk. The awards will be given out in December. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can also get access to the new ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing. To do it, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you
1: can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Podcasts.